Hi, everyone. This is Mark with Absolute Software Product Marketing, and welcome to the Absolute Undeletable Podcast, where we discuss everything you need to know about Absolute's undeletable endpoint security platform, the only solution on the market that secures your data, devices, and applications with an unbreakable connection to every endpoint on and off your network. Today is Monday, March 8th, 2021. Today's podcast guest is Torsten George, the new Vice President of Product Marketing at Absolute. Uh, today's podcast is really focused on kind of introducing Torsten uh, to the broader uh, podcast audience outside of Absolute, and we're excited to have him on. Torsten, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Mark. I'm delighted to be on today and uh, really share uh, what brought me to Absolute. You know, it's going to be kind of a scary call because, you know, I know the first 30 days uh, with any new company is always exciting. Um, you know, I guess your first measure, you know, before COVID was kind of finding out where the bathrooms are, but uh, <laughs> you don't have that problem. <laughs> but I bet you've been on a, lots of podca- a lot of um, uh, Zoom and WebEx calls during the week because I know that's the, kind of the corporate culture at Absolute. But tell us a bit about your background. You know, I've always found it intriguing. Uh, and I did look at your LinkedIn background. You have a tremendous background in the software and the security software area. And um, how, did, how did they pry you out of your out of your former role? Sure. So first of all, I've been part of the global IT security community for more than 27 years and uh, regularly provide commentary and publish articles on data breaches, insider threats, compliance frameworks, and IT security best practices. And I'm also the co-author of the Zero Trust Privilege for Dummies book. And I have Mm -hmm. held executive level positions with identity and access management, cyber risk management, integrated risk management, network equipment and remote desktop management vendors. So when Absolute approached me about this opportunity, I was uh, still with uh, my former company, which uh, operated in the privileged access management space, but I was really intrigued by the Absolute story. Because if you are embedded in more than half a billion devices, that is a footprint that's uh, something that no other vendor can claim uh, to their fame. And therefore I was deeply impressed. And for me as a cybersecurity evangelist, it's really my objective to help organizations establish an effective cyber defense strategy. And there are two components that are really playing a big role here. It's identity and access management and it's endpoint management and security. And obviously, Absolute covers the later. And so looking at the company, the opportunity was really too good to pass up on. Now, w- when we look at the, uh, the uh, security space, um, what is, what, what, to me, you know, it's always intriguing to ask someone with your type of background, what are the big challenges that companies have today? And, I, and I, companies is a very, very broad term. I'd include schools, higher education, businesses of all different types. Um, What do you think the biggest problems you're facing today right now from a security standpoint, if you had to put your thumb on it? I think uh, security practitioners are simply overwhelmed. I mean, they're getting attacked almost on a daily basis and they have limited resources, be it from a headcount perspective, be it from a budget perspective. And so they have to take actions and they're under constant pressure. And so for me, again, it's, it's my objective to really point organizations to what's most effective when they spend money or they set, assign resources. 
And to do so, you really need to think like a hacker and understand what tactics, techniques, and procedures they use when planning their attacks. And we still mm -hmm. see that, that there are a lot of organizations that are spending money on firewalls. But in reality, when you look at the post-mortem analysis of attacks, it shows that compromised credentials and endpoints are the main vectors that are exploited by cyber adversaries. So obviously that's where you should spend your money on. That's where you should focus on. You know, what's intriguing about that, Torsten, and I think you're making a very, very good point, is that the one thing that I've learned, you know, working with Absolute over the past um, year or so, is that the, the, the more money and the more resources, the more dollars that IT and security managers are spending on security solutions, doesn't necessarily get them incremental protection. You know, they have layer upon layer upon layer. And I, I know that one of the learnings that Absolute has had with some of the data they've been able to cull from um, the customers they deploy their software on is that having lots and lots of security software on an endpoint does not necessarily make you significantly highly um, uh, more secure. And it sounds kind of interesting, but how, do you, how does Absolute overcome that seeming, seeming contradiction? I mean, obviously, uh, a company has a big arsenal that they can select from. And when it comes to endpoint, a lot of organizations install antivirus, anti-malware software, uh, VPN, uh, hardware encryption technology. And that's correct. That's the first great step. And I have to applaud uh, companies for doing so. But uh, they have to understand either unintentionally those technologies or security controls are decaying because every patch Tuesday, if I roll something out, I might override the DLL or suddenly uh, the installed applications are no longer interoperable and therefore suddenly do no longer function. Or a lot of times when a hacker leverages an endpoint as their beachhead into a network, they're doing reconnaissance, they will detect what security measures are in place and they then maliciously turning these applications off. So a lot of times what we see is that while you have invested in these technologies, they might not be effective. And so you have to look at ways how to harden your endpoint environments. And that's where Absolute comes in. Uh, based on our unique position being embedded into the BIOS, we mm. can really detect the health of, for instance, your installed applications. And if we determine that uh, it has decayed or that the attacker has turned it off, we can self-heal these applications, meaning re-establish the health, make sure that these security controls are persistent and therefore fulfill their requirements. Now, I love the analogy you just made um, or the, 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 uh, the observation you just made is that you know to, to deal with uh, all these bad, guy, bad guys out there, the bad actors, so to speak, you have to think like a hacker because I, I really do think that that's probably appropriate um, guidance. Doesn't this come down to, in many cases, just pure visibility that IT and security managers really don't have um, until Absolute came along and taking advantage of the built-in BIOS firmware that we have and you know, a half a billion units. They don't really have good visibility through, in terms of what's going on with their endpoints, they've got tens of thousands of PCs and other devices deployed. And, you know, very simplistically, if you don't know what the status of those devices are from, 
Is the operating system up to date? Are the current patches provided? Um, what happened? You know, can I lock the system down? Should there be a problem? Should a unit get stolen um, or uh, misplaced? So talk to us about the visibility angle to me, because that to me is just a tremendous blind spot for today's IT and security managers. Isn't, isn't that true? It's absolutely true. I mean, we have these Hollywood stories in mind where you see <laughs> a legion of hackers sitting in a room and developing the most sophisticated code. That's really a Hollywood story. That's not reality. <laughs> I mean, most of the hackers are your neighbor, neighbor's kid or, or some scripted kid, 14-year-old or something. And, and they don't have sophistication. They leverage basically uh, things, vulnerabilities that already exist, as you mentioned. If, if your uh, Windows operating system, for instance, has not been updated for a long, long time, either due to connectivity issues, interoperability issues, with syncing, things like that, they take advantage of these. They're looking for these uh, shortcomings and, and really use an endpoint as a beachhead. For me, it's kind of always amazing to, to see all these headlines in the news and, and everybody talks about the sensitive data that has been removed from, from that server that was holding this uh, important information. Nobody is really talking about the entire cyber attack lifecycle because mm -hmm. hackers don't jump onto a server. They most often will start at the endpoint. That's their mm -hmm. initial attack vector. They leverage compromised credentials, gain access to that endpoint. And from there, they're now moving lateral towards that server that holds even more sensitive information. And that's a fact. A recent Ponemon Institute survey revealed that 68% of organizations suffered a successful endpoint attack within the last 12 months. These are boggling numbers. I mean, yes, uh, yes. and it's it's kind of often kind of the, the neglected stepchild when it comes to cyber attacks, but it is imminent and people have to pay attention and therefore they need the necessary visibility to take actions, to make informed decisions. If I am out of compliance as it relates to my operating system or the application that I'm using, I need to update this. Obviously, in times of COVID, where a lot of people had to downsize, a lot of IT departments are struggling to keep abreast with all the changes. And therefore, it's important to leverage technology like Absolute, where we automate this process. We self-heal the application. There is no manual intervention required, meaning we're offloading a lot of the burden from the IT department. Mm -hmm. Well, and I, and I want to hit the self-healing resilience, which we'll go into in about, in about uh, a minute here. But the interesting to me, that same absolute endpoint report also revealed and to me, this is shocking news. Well, maybe it's not so shocking because, it's, you know, upgrading your operating system is always a bit challenging, both for consumers and businesses. But just the sheer number of, of um, users on their endpoints just don't have the most current um, operating system patch. And, you know, Microsoft does a pretty decent job of trying to update your operating system when there's a vulnerability out there. But if you don't upgrade your, um, if you don't patch your operating system on a timely basis, and let's face it, you know, it always happens kind of most, at the most inconvenient time. You're working on a presentation or a report <laughs> and you get that flash, hey, up upgrade your operating system. And you know, that's going to take a half hour or 45 minutes and you choose not to do it and you forget about it, you know? So I, I it, it to me is shocking, frankly, just the sheer number of people out, uh, uh, IT and security managers out there that don't, don't have visibility into that piece of data. Um, you follow me? 
Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm guilty myself a lot of time, as you said, if, if you're under time pressure and then you get this pop-up saying, we have to restart your computer, don't disrupt this process, you, you just cancel it out because you have your deadlines and you have to follow them. And so then it's questionable, when is the next time that your operating system or any other application can be updated to be compliant again? Uh, let's talk a little bit about this notion of self-healing uh, remediation, which is a, you know, a $12 word for, uh, <laughs> I like to assign values to words in the, the, the uh, way of kind of getting back to when things were good before your, your endpoint went bad, so to speak. Uh, and this notion of resilience, because it's a relatively new concept uh, in, uh, in, in the security sphere. Uh, we sometimes throw that phrase around and it may not be completely understandable to most people, although, I mean, frankly, that's one of the, the hallmarks of the absolute security platform capability. So talk to us about what resilience is and what, what does resilience do, frankly, in, in layman's terms. I mean, it's, it's interesting that you brought this up. I just published last week an article in Security Week where I talked about the different flavors of cyber resilience. It's a term that over the last 18 months has gained in popularity, uh, especially among uh, the C-suite, CIOs. And it really describes the concept of hardening your environment, meaning augmenting your existing security measures and controls that you put in place. Uh, to really make them more effective and persistent. And uh, resilience, the term can be applied across different domains. Uh, resilience applies to your data, to your network. But as we discussed, it's very important to apply uh, cyber resilience to the endpoint because if 68% of organizations suffer a successful endpoint attack, uh, that's an area you should focus in on. And that's an area that hackers, again, exploit very commonly. And so when we talk about resilience, it's really uh, making the security controls that you put in place for this endpoint, making those controls persistent so that neither unintentional nor intentional actions will disable these security controls, that they're always on, always healthy. And so the beauty here is if you would take a traditional endpoint management or endpoint security system, uh, they might claim to be able to do the same thing with their self-healing capabilities. However, uh, often these technologies consist of agents that reside on the system that conduct the self-healing process. In our case, we're embedded in the BIOS. So it's basically hacker proof. Even mm -hmm. if they would flash the, the cache, once you restart the system, we're back into the BIOS. Right. Uh, other technologies that can be easily removed, they're not uh, persistent themselves. And that's the unique part about Absolute. Uh, and that makes us really stand out in the crowd and, and really allows us to say that we have this root of trust established between what resides in the BIOS and our cloud services. And from there on, we're basically monitoring the health of the security controls on that device. And if we determine that actions are needed, uh, our agent can enforce uh, the orchestration of healing. In the uh, few minutes that we have left, Torsten, 
<coughs> excuse me. Let's um, talk a little bit about the um, the the tailwinds that Absolute has when they look at the market. You know, the, you know the the pandemic, and you're probably going to address this, has had enormous implications for the the work at home user. Um, people who were normally working in the office are now handling sensitive data on their endpoint devices at home. Um, that's probably not going to change, even though, you know, um, thankfully, it looks like we're, I think we're past the, uh, the hump of this terrible um, uh, problem. And uh, I think life is more or less, we ret- will be returning to normal over the next couple of months. But nevertheless, the whole work at home uh, phenomenon has really changed the fabric of the way American, Americans work and the way the world works, for that matter. What do you, what kind of other couple of tailwinds do you see in terms of the market, in terms of security, the importance of endpoint uh, um, protection? Could you maybe uh, give us a couple of observations and what, uh, what your thoughts are? Sure. So first of all, I believe there will be a new normal and that new normal will include that more people will work remotely. We have seen the announcement from major companies, be it Salesforce, be it Twitter, be it Facebook, that they will allow their employees working from home. And so what we have seen as part of the COVID-19 pandemic and the changes in our workforce is that the number of devices has picked up. Because in Mm -hmm. the past, if I was an IT administrator, I might not have had a laptop. I might have still operated from a desktop, from a workstation. Um, And now I do things remotely, so I need a laptop. Uh, On top of that, what we have seen is that the number of applications that we're using, that we have installed on our system, exploded. Uh, we're now using far more application, be it CES-based, be it uh, for communication purposes. Um, but uh, these are all the things that, that really have a major impact on the health of devices. The more application I have installed, the more likely it is that they don't interoperate with each other. Mm-hmm. Another thing that we have seen, and, and, and it's, it's uh, illustrated by the fact that, for instance, in Europe, the oversight agencies that look after GDPR um, have indicated that they will uh, increase their penalties because they observed that during this health pandemic, uh, there were uh, far more violations as it relates to suddenly uh, privacy data, sensitive data showing up on endpoints. And so uh, we will see that. We will have a a report coming out pretty soon that will look at these uh, details. But then another thing that we have encountered is a new wave of ransomware attacks. And Mm. so these ransomware attacks are really locking down your devices. They're spreading from endpoint into the network environment and really taking your entire business operations down. And so here again, it's very important to mitigate the risk of these exposures to kind of look at the health of your endpoints, have very granular insights and have the necessary tools at your fingertip to either lock down devices, quarantine them, or in case that you have been victim to an attack that due to the power of being embedded into the BIOS, being able to regain control, to run scripts remotely and regain control of these devices and help with the recovery process. And so these are quite quite a few trends that we have encountered. And, and I think at least over the next 12 months, those uh, trends will not go away. And I would also add that the other, you know, you talk about how the number of devices have been exploding in terms of at the at the business level, 
I mean, uh, even at the consumer level, consumers have been upgrading their laptops on a feverish basis um, due to the pandemic because they want better, better hardware at home. But even Chromebook, Chromebook sales have gone through the roof over the last um, over the last uh, twelve months. Yeah, I, I mean, Chromebook sales were, were were really accelerating before the pandemic, but they've really gotten a kick in the pants with some of the education spending uh, over the last year. So that's a huge. A huge um, opportunity for absolute, because absolute obviously does have solutions in the in the Chromebook space as well. Correct? Yeah, I mean uh, the beauty is that uh, Absolute is multi-platform. Uh, it's basically not focused on a single platform like Windows, but we're really looking after all the platforms to allow a holistic view into uh, the health of these endpoints. And just to wrap a bow around this, you know, you've been with the company now for about 30 days. Is my math right? Yes, or yes, 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 that's correct. <laughs> uh, and uh, I, you know, you, I know that uh, Absolute has probably pushed you through a lot of one-on-ones. So you, you virtually are probably have been on calls uh, nonstop for those 30 days. Uh, what, and, and the Absolute team is such a, and, you know, a lot of companies can say this, but the, 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 the caliber and excellence of the of the team up and down the stack at Absolute is is tremendous. Uh, any couple of observations you'd make based on those initial conversations in terms of what you know maybe you've learned about Absolute that you didn't know before you had those meetings. I, I'm deeply impressed by by the staff that has been on board. First of all, most of them have been here for many many years, which, which speaks to the culture of the company. But mm-hmm. more importantly, just the quality of people that I have encountered in these first thirty days is amazing, and it shows that we really uh, hire uh, uh, a a players and and really uh, help our customers and partners to kind of tackle today's uh, cybersecurity challenges. So I'm extremely proud to be part of this team and definitely look forward to contribute to the success of the company going forward. And I bet you can actually meet, uh, you can't wait to meet some of them actually in person. So. <laughs> yes. It <laughs> <laughs> must be strange, you know, joining a company in the middle of a pandemic because, you know, you really haven't met them. You've met them online, but you haven't met them in person. But listen, Torsten, thank you uh, for joining me for today's podcast. For more information about Absolute's endpoint security platform, please visit the Absolute website at www.absolute.com. For future updates and to subscribe to future podcasts, please follow Absolute Software on our social media partners, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And until next time, have a great week.